the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Hello. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. Uh, with me is Steve Teal from uh, the Peanut Butter Bowl and Very Bold Ministries. Welcome. Thanks a lot, Todd. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. That's Excited. a catchy tune, isn't it? That's a catchy tune, man. <laughs> Some dancing in the studio going right. on. Right. <laughs> well, before we get started, I have to uh, warn the listeners about um, <laughs> what it's like to be an attorney on the show. Um, but first, I want to mention that the sponsor of today's show is Marquardt Law Firm. And attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans and new businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and might have issues with problems because of lack of planning, like in county court, district court, or probate court. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is not meant for uh, legal advice, but is meant for general informational purposes only. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary and therefore the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day, and thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for doing the wrong thing, for failing to do your will. Please help Steve Teal and me give good information to the listeners about hunger, the peanut butter bowl, and very bold ministries today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Like I said before, today's show is about the peanut butter bowl hunger, and very bold ministries. Let's start with uh, finding out about you, Steve. Where are you from? Well, that's uh, that's a hard question. We might be here for a while. I'm an Army brat, so I lived all over the place. My dad was in the Army for 29 years, um, serving our country, a couple of Viet- Vietnam tours. Wow. Um, so I was in Oklahoma when I was a small child during Vietnam. Um, West Point, he taught there for three years, Fort Leavenworth, Fort Ord, California, uh, Northern Virginia. And then for my senior year of high school, I graduated in Germany from Frankfurt American High School. Uh, go Eagles, I guess. <laughs> They're no longer around. You've but, been uh, everywhere. Yeah, I've been everywhere, man. And I've you must everywhere. have been a very disciplined child. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I think if my parents hear that, no, I would not say very disciplined. Uh, but I love the life um, growing up and just getting to see the world. And it seemed like about every three years I was ready for a new experience. So it's been very different for me 
that um, I went to college at Oral Roberts University in Oklahoma, and then I went, went and got my Master's of Divinity at Fuller Seminary in Southern California, and then uh, we moved here in San Antonio in 1994, and we lived here for you know about 24, 25 years, and then just the last four years we moved out to New Braunfels. Oh, okay. So living in one area, I mean, yeah. I feel like San Antonio is my city, and it's different than growing up and just moving you know every every three years, every Interesting. two years. Yeah. But I love it. We love it here, and and New New Braunfels has also been a a real blessing to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after you graduated uh, with your degree from Fuller, um, what did you do then? Well, um, I was waiting on God. You know, uh, there was nothing just immediate after graduating from Fuller that um, I thought I was going to be a pastor out there in Southern California, but those doors kind of closed. And really just uh, prayer has been such a big part of my life and was just praying and kind of just started to feel this sort of uh, uh, just kind of interesting feeling that I thought was from God that maybe San Antonio was where God was calling me. Mm-hmm. I even back then dreamed of even, well, maybe I go to San Antonio and start a church. Mm-hmm. But instead, um, my grandma, who is in God's presence right now, when we get to talk about legacy and heirlooms later, um, she'll come up. But um, she would send me the newspaper report uh, classified ads for pastors. Oh, okay. They used to have these things called newspapers yeah. and classified ads. And this was uh, – I, I saw a job description for – um, just a, 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 just sounded right for me, kind of youth ministry, but also associate pastor getting to preach and things like that. I came to San Antonio, uh, did an interview with Northern Hills United Methodist Church, which is also off of 1604 there. And uh, God just made it really clear that that was where he was calling me to be. And I was there for seven years. And during that time, God would put different things on my heart that were kind of outside the local church. Mm-hmm. And so over time, it just became clear that God was calling me to, to launch our ministry very bold. So we did that back in the end of 2002. So we've been doing this for about 20 years. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always uh, fun for me to hear somebody's story, um, especially when it's uh, inspired by God. Uh, you might see me looking around every now and then. I brought with me uh, Lexi the Law Dog. Lexi the Law Dog, I love that. And she's uh, better behaved today than usual, but uh, she she doesn't like the bone that I brought her. That's unbelievable. And so she's uh, sort of restless if if she gives me too much trouble. You'll get to hear the song I sing that puts her to sleep. <laughs> we want to hear that. <laughs> that is 100%. That's got to happen regardless. <laughs> yeah. So a, f- a funny story about newspapers. When yeah. I was going to Texas Tech my, my first year of college, um, I needed money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. so I looked in the classified ads, and there was an ad for uh, Subway, the, the sandwich restaurant, but it was it was an office job. Oh, okay. And I, I had an office job uh, at one time, and so I went to the home office, like where they do all the admin. Yeah. And I said, I'm here for the the classified ad, and one of the managers from a different from one of the actual restaurant stores was was there, and she said, uh, "Are you?" applying for a job. And I said, yes. And she said, you're hired. (laughs) That's the way to get a job right there. And I wasn't, I didn't know what was happening because I wasn't there for her. I was there for something else. But when she said you're hired, I said, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I did. I wasn't real picky. I just needed anything. So that's my story about classified ads. Wow. Is that the subway that's like off of the loop, like 289 as you come into town, their headquarters? I guess, sort of, yeah. I don't know. The, when we drive to Amarillo, I always see this subway-like office uh, oh, coming it, up to it might Interstate be, 27. But that, that I don't was know. back in 1998. That's so, a few years ago. Yeah. But 
the the restaurant store that I worked at was off of nineteenth. Oh, okay, okay. So All it was right. real close to the university, and got to see some of my friends. Uh, they got to see me and my hat, my dumb hat, <laughs> yeah. and my apron. And anyway, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about hunger and the peanut butter bowl. So stay tuned. Wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquart here with Steve Teal with Very Bold Ministries and uh, Peanut Butter Bowl, and we're going to talk about hunger and football and the Bible and lots of other things. So um, after you got started with the church and heard God's calling to, to do other ministries, uh, that's how you got started with Very Bold? Yeah, that's how. In fact, we you know years ago we could could have talked some legal issues because one thing that God put on my heart way back then uh, was an event called Pray Before You Play, and it was when the Supreme Court um, had struck down like pregame oh, yeah. prayer, right? And so a lot of Christians at that time, this is around 1999, 2000. Um, I haven't done my research lately. It was a while ago, like mm-hmm. your subway. But um, a lot of Christians were really up in arms and like, man, we're going to show them. We're just going to pray the Lord's Prayer during mm-hmm. right before the game. And I just really felt like God was saying, what if the response was more prayer? What if like we actually just – if we believe prayer works, what if we just took the time to pray more? And so God put on my heart this idea called Pray Before You Play. It was a rally. We um, we met at Blossom Stadium. And the purpose was not to protest, but let's not just talk about it. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. What if that's the result is more prayer, asking God to work. And so we invited you know high schools, athletes, churches, everybody from around South Texas really to come out and to pray and to worship and to bless the school year. So we came up with a acronym prayer we prayed for um, students the acronym was sports so we prayed mm-hmm. for students we prayed for the P was parents the O was for your opponent mm-hmm. and then the R was for referees people want to boo referees but you got to pray for them yeah. even right now we have a shortage of referees we need to be praying mm-hmm. for good experiences for refere- referees and then the T was teachers and coaches and then the S the final S in sports was for your schools which we know we need more prayer for our schools. Right. And I just feel like sometimes as Christians, the energy that we spend is on, uh, we're going to fight. We're going to post on Facebook. We're mm-hmm. going to do this. What if we just put it into action, what we believe, instead of arguing about it? That's so, awesome. So we did that for several years, and um, and uh, that was kind of a, a big part of our starting point of Very Bold was pray before you play. Okay. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And now um, we should pray for hunger because during the uh, the pandemic, you know, just a little while ago, there mm-hmm. was a food shortage um, because we weren't allowed to work and we weren't allowed to go anywhere. And so people just ate all the food that they had and then didn't yeah. have anywhere to go. So uh, that was a big source of hunger recently. 
Absolutely. That, um, you know, that's been a big deal. I think just the people that I talk to, it's like now more than ever, we need, um, you know, we need to feed people, people Mm -hmm. in need. So the way Peanut Butter Bowl started was um, back in 2016. And it was actually kind of funny enough, since you and I both do radio, it really started with radio. So that's how I know um, back then, let's see, 2015, I was doing Beacon Radio because one of my very my very first interview was with the founder of Daily Bread Ministries, a guy named Seth Keen. He's retired now, um, and now Marcus Walker is the CEO over there, but uh, the executive director. I was getting a tour just in preparation for the interview, just like mm-hmm. you've done all your research. Well, I was like getting an actual tour of Daily Bread Ministries, and I saw all this peanut butter. Okay. And um, I asked the I asked Seth. I said, "What's that peanut butter for?" And he said, "Oh, that's actually for a different organization called Snack Pack for Kids." And I said, "What's the deal with the peanut butter?" He says, "They they feed kids that don't have meals on the weekend." They give them not only peanut butter, they give them snack packs. And so right then is when I felt like, I mean, I got an idea from God. Mm -hmm. I'm not smart enough to say, I I wish I was smart enough, I'd say, oh, I had a good idea. (laughs) But Todd, I really feel like it was just, boom, from God. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, tying into, I know we're going to talk about the Bible uh, later, but tying into the Bible, looking back at it later in hindsight, the scripture that comes to me is Matthew fourteen sixteen, and that is when Jesus has been ministering all day in the crowds of thousands upon thousands of people, probably enough to fill the AT&T Center, um, you know, are, are hungry, and Jesus turns to his apostles and says, Matthew fourteen sixteen, you give them something to eat. Mm-hmm. And so as I look back at it, I feel like that was kind of my moment of you give them something to eat. And I just like to joke that I'm like, well, I don't have five loaves and two fish. I had maybe two uh, two slices of Wonder Bread and <laughs> half a jar of peanut butter. Yeah. I didn't have anything, but I felt like God was saying, well, what do you have? And what mm-hmm. I had was and where Peanut Butter Bowl came from was <laughs> I had been to a high school football game. One of my closest friends was the head football coach at Johnson High School. I've been in youth ministry for years, and so um, one of my kids who played for that coach, he grew up and became a head football coach. That young man at the time was in my youth group playing quarterback for my friend, and then he became a head coach here in San Antonio at Brandeis High School. So he had to play his very first game against his mentor, um, Coach Ridman, who was at Johnson, like I said. So we go to that game that they play against each other, and I, uh, my wife and I, we sat on the Johnson side, and we saw Patty Ridman, uh, Coach Ridman's wife, and she said, "You made the right decision," because she knew that we also loved that kid who was mm-hmm. in my youth group. I said, "Hold on, Patty." The second half, Chris and I, we're going to the other side. We're going to support Jeff. She's like, okay, that's all right. I can I can deal with that. <laughs> well, at the end of that game, I, I was pretty miserable just because, yeah, my, my friend Ron had won another game. But my young friend who used to be in my youth group, and I love my, my kids from youth group, he lost. And this guy hadn't lost in forever. And so um, he was just so disappointed. So fast forward to when I'm seeing all that peanut butter and I just feel like God gives me the idea for peanut butter bowl. And I just know I'm going to talk to Coach Ridman. I'm going to talk to Coach Jeff Fleener. And I'm going to say, what if we called your game peanut butter bowl? And if we do that, and if we feed people in need, then we're going to be able to say we all win. Well, I brought Hey, what do we got here? I brought peanut butter in a bowl. I thought that's what we were going to talk about. Peanut I love butter it. in a bowl. I love it. Man. But you're talking about football exactly. and like, like it's a bowl game, right? Yes, yes. In fact, uh, I love it. We got we got everything. We got Peter Pan. Are you creamy or crunchy? You you brought creamy. I've had both, and creamy is easier to spread. It is. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You get that crunchy, and that bread just kind of wants to break mm-hmm. and stuff. Right, right. right. Yeah. I love it, Todd. This but is my, awesome. My oldest brother yeah. taught me to eat peanut butter on my pancakes. No, I've not tried that. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. Oh, and and you won't have to eat lunch either because it, it's very filling. Very filling. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and I brought some other things. Yeah, what you bring? Well, th- this is kind of something that would go in a in a snack bag. And, yeah. Uh, so my, my wife and my daughter I like love these it. things, and oh, then yeah. we just also happen to have this little thing. What is this? It's just uh, you know you can put it on your crackers or on your celery, yeah. um, but. The, these these yeah. different ways of of eating peanut butter. I I, I started researching the issue of peanut yeah. butter, and uh, I ran across this study. Yeah. Um. That that a researcher went to uh, foreign countries, people that were really really hungry, dying yeah. of hunger, and uh, I'll have to find it. But they. They they found that uh, a peanut butter vitamin combination um, was more effective at at saving these children mm. than what they had been using before. Wow! In wow. in more of a clinical setting. Yeah. And so this is what I en- I envisioned. Uh, there was a picture of a kid with something like this. That's great. Um, yeah. Eating peanut butter. I love it. Yeah, I love it. But tell us about how the peanut butter bowl works. Yeah. Um, so how it works is, um, you know, when I first found out about that organization called Snack Pack for Kids San Antonio in 2016, just for example, I reached out to uh, the executive director at that time was Leslie Kingman. Now it's Michelle Young. But reached out to her. Didn't even tell her about the idea for peanut butter bowl yet, but just said, I just need to know, like, is there a limit? Tell me about this peanut butter. Is there a limit of how much you can take? Because I've got an idea, and I don't know if we're going to collect 100 jars of peanut butter or 1,000 or what. But I just need to know because if you say we can't take 1,000 jars mm-hmm. of peanut butter, we got to figure something out. And she said um, there's no limit. We can take whatever you can give. We're helping a lot of kids. And so um, – for the first three years, we did Peanut Butter Bowl with Johnson and Brandeis only. And the vision that I felt like God had put on my heart was to grow it. But to start, I wanted those two schools to feel like this is our thing. And then um, in 2019, we had moved to New Braunfels and we added three more Peanut Butter Bowls. And so out in New Braunfels or in Seguin, um, they have organizations in their community. In New, New Braunfels, there's the SOS Food Pantry. In Seguin, there's the Christian Cupboard of Seguin. <clears throat> in Austin, there's Hungry Souls. There's Hope Austin. In San Marcos, um, there is School Fuel. There's just organizations, great um, organizations all around in in communities. So what we do is we work through the coaches, generally speaking, and so my um, coach Riddiman, who's now at Alamo Heights, who we started it with, I work very closely with. Um, he invites other coaches to come on board and uh, to do a peanut butter bowl. And so what we do, for example, is if in Lockhart they're playing um, or in Hutto, um, Hutto did a peanut butter bowl. Um, we have a team member, Michelle Graves. She'll go and look up and just kind of try and understand what organization is in their community. And so we kind of link up with them and say, hey, would you take peanut butter? Would you take the online donations and use this to feed people in your community? And so um, that is kind of how we spread the love, spread the peanut butter, and how we keep growing is just through these coaches and schools. And so it's the first football game of the season. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. In the beginning, we would kind of uh, – we started just on opening weekend. And then a few years in, as I would add a game here or there, we would kind of spread it out throughout the season. But I really appreciate the Coach Riddiman's idea, and this is what we're really trying to champion is just – opening weekend we want every coach in texas we would love every coach in texas and really eventually you know across the nation to think of opening weekend as peanut butter bowl this is what we do and so that's one of the ways we we grew this year you know we were talking off air about taft high school the head coach there ricky state has been a part of peanut butter bowl well his opponent this year was victoria east they've never played in a peanut Mm -hmm. butter bowl so we asked coach state reach out to your opposing coach Mm -hmm. coach 
Gonzalez and ask him if you'll do a peanut butter bowl. And he was right on board. I think Coach Stade probably said we, you know, we collect peanut butter for kids in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And the coach in Victoria East is so awesome and cares so much that he's like, okay, I guess we'll collect peanut butter <laughs> for kids in San Antonio. I mean, he's like, I don't know how we're going to get it there. But so we told him, no, no, you know, we find this peanut butter stays right in your community. Oh, okay. And then Victoria East, you know, he collected a thousand jars for Golden Crescent Food Bank right wow. there in Victoria. Awesome. I'm excited about peanut butter bowl. It's a little bit love different it. than this. I um, love it, man. We're not going to be snacking during the break. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be talking more about peanut butter, hunger, and God's word yes. when, after the break. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio here with Steve Teal, Very Bold Ministries, and Peanut Butter Bowl. Uh, uh, how, what would, how do you describe Peanut Butter Bowl, your 32nd? My 32nd is we use football, high school football, to feed people in need. When we feed people in need, we all win. That's right. Uh, you said it better than I do. I promised the audience that I'd talk about this study of yeah. of using uh, peanut butter to feed children. Um, so the, there's a scientific study, and uh, because let's see, this is in Malawi, Malawi and they used uh, home-based therapy with ready-to-use therapeutic food, uh, and found that. Home-based therapy with uh, ready-to-use therapy food um, was associated with better outcomes for childhood malnutrition than was the standard therapy. So peanut butter, I I have learned uh, if you Google peanut butter and hunger, yeah. there's a lot of organizations that use peanut butter, and I I found some other. Um, I think it was the Peanut Institute that said peanuts' low carbohydrate content and ability to stabilize blood sugar can reduce hunger and may account for the reduced eating observed in a study. Whether you're young or old, thin or heavy, eating peanuts or peanut butter each day can help fend off hunger and is one of the best ways to control your appetite. Yeah, you know, it's something uh, that coaches also understand because a lot of these coaches, I mean, they're they're at the office for or the field, or the mm-hmm. gymnasium, you know, sometimes 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these coaches keep peanut butter stocked for themselves. And then a lot of coaches also for their players, especially kids, families that don't necessarily have, I mean, that are dealing with food insecurity. They have peanut butter um, for sandwiches. For, right. So they understand, like, peanut butter, man, it's immediate protein. It also has a great shelf life. And for us, it just it makes a lot of sense. Like, this is very laser-focused peanut butter. This is what we're focused on, and most of these hunger um, relief organizations, they can use peanut butter. And high school kids can get excited about it because they like peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. They they like <laughs> peanut butter. I'll tell you who else gets excited. It's been something really fun that we've seen is we wanted this to be not just like the high school football team. We want the coach to spearhead it and be the leader, but we want him or um, getting the administration on board. We want the RO, junior ROTC. We want the band. We want spirit. We've seen that at a lot of high schools that okay. it's it's not just the football team. Because mm-hmm. if it's just the football team, we're going to get you know 100 jars, 200 jars. But when they get spirit involved – um, and when they think outside just even their high school, we have had great success 
of uh, coaches that have reached out to, and I love that, you know, they're feeder schools, mm-hmm. um, they're cluster schools, but I like to call them feeder schools because those elementary and middle schools become feeder schools right. for the peanut butter bowl. Okay. And so um, we had five schools this year. Just last Tuesday, we announced our grand total for this year. We had 35 peanut butter bowls. We had 67 schools that were participating out of those 70 possible and we announced how many we had collected all together, including online donations, and we collected um, 80,336 jars worth of peanut butter. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. And so we kind of um, highlighted the top five, uh, the top five schools. They Four of them were from the San Antonio area. One of them was from Coppers Cove, which is up north in central Texas kind of near uh, Colleen and and Fort Hood. And those five schools all collected over 4,000 jars worth alone. And the winning school, I got to say, Alamo Heights, for the first time ever, Coach Ritterman won what we call the Champions Cup. And this is the third year we have awarded to the school that's brought the most. And so the first year it was Brandeis, last year it was Madison, and then this year Alamo Heights. Well, out of those five schools – I'm trying to think most of them, at least four of them, well, all all five of them got their elementary schools Mm -hmm. and their middle schools involved. And elementary school students, they understand when you tell them there's a child that's hungry, Mm -hmm. will you bring a jar of peanut butter? And then the the teachers, I'll tell you who's as competitive as any head, (laughs) head football coach, are their wives Mm -hmm. because – and some of their wives are teachers and they get involved at their school or principal. We've got uh, the Clemens head coach Johnston. His wife is a principal of the elementary school in East Central. And uh, so they collected like almost a thousand jars there. And Clemens, they got all their schools involved. And it's just been amazing to see. But it becomes this community thing. It's not just football, it's community. So even at Clemens, they weren't in our top five. They were very close. Um, but um, Coach Johnston, I mean, he did a great job of inviting like the kids to come to the football game. Mm-hmm. And if the kids brought peanut butter, then they got in free. Their parents got to pay. Yeah. But it's really cool. It's like community building because honestly, most families don't start going to football games until their kid is in band or in right. spirit, cheer, uh, JROTC, or on the football team. Well, now you have all these families that are showing up with young kids mm-hmm. getting involved. And you imagine these kids just thinking, man, someday I'm going to be a Clemens Buffalo and I'm going to be playing in a peanut butter bowl. <laughs> so it's it's just really yeah, cool to that's see, so Todd. exciting. You, do you have help with all that administration? Oh, praise praise God. So um, first of all, we've been developing and growing a team. And so I mentioned earlier Michelle Graves. She's our hunger relief um, liaison, uh, and she does a great job of reaching out to all those uh, hunger relief organizations. This year, we provided for 25 different hunger relief organizations, including um, South Texas Food Bank in Laredo, the Coastal Bend Food Bank um, down uh, in Corpus Christi, and in Hutto, the Hutto Resource Center, and Coppers Cove, the Baptist Benevolence, just all over. So they really, those hunger relief organizations, they're doing all the hard work um, Mm -hmm. because 365 days of the year, they are loving the community. They are helping people in need. So we just get to come on board for two, you know, two or three months to say, hey, we want to support what you're doing. And then most of our hunger relief organizations, Daily Bread Ministries, um, they did an amazing job, Ty Magby, Marcus Walker, of going to 19 San Antonio schools the week after Peanut Butter Bowl to pick up the peanut butter that was collected. So all of that, um, I mean, the logistics of of all that has been just amazing to work with these great organizations. And then our growing team, we've got our website guy, um, orangepulley.com, Logan Ramirez. He does our website. We've got an accountant that tracks all of the online giving. Um, We've got a videographer, um, Justin Graves, and we have a graphic artist, Art Fonseca, out of Laredo. I mean, our team is just growing, and we're about to bring on. I'm really, I'm really excited um, 
uh, a friend of mine that we used to do ministry together back in my first days in San Antonio, and we dreamed about being doing ministry together. Well, he's retiring from the city. He just retired two days ago. And uh, we're we're a faith based support ministry, mm-hmm. so my salary comes from people that support the ministry, and we're going to bring on Scott Munson, who is going to um, really help us to continue to grow Peanut Butter Bowl. So the growth has been so exciting, Todd. And uh, just in the last week, not only are we wrapping up and announcing eighty thousand jars, but I've had uh, phone calls with a coach. That grew up here in San Antonio. I knew it, Northern Hills. Well, now he's an assistant assistant coach in Arkansas, oh, and he okay. wants to bring Peanut Butter Bowl there. There you um, go. I had a phone conversation with a, a youth director out in Phoenix, and she wants to bring Peanut Butter Bowl there. We have a coach that we're talking out in the Sacramento, California area, and uh, my sister-in-law is going to coordinate out in California as we grow. And I don't know if we're going to have one game there or three games there or how God wants it to grow, but it really is how God wants it to grow. And we always are looking for the head coach to be on board. Mm -hmm. We don't want the superintendent or principal to say, look, you're doing this. We want the head coach to say, hey, this is going to be good for my my kids to learn the value of love in our community, and and this is going to be good for our community. Character development as yes. well as community development. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I just I want to just real quickly just stress the coaches that I get to work with, that we get to work with, I mean, they care. Mm-hmm. They care about the community. I mean, I've seen these grown men, tough guys, when we talk about kids that need food or families that need food, I mean, they'll, they'll start to cry because yeah. they, they have that kind of empathy. So that's those are the ki- the coaches that I want, like, impacting thousands of kids every single day and they care they really care yeah now i've got to talk about the law for just a minute yes of course Um, there was a peanut factory in new mexico yeah next door to where i used to grow up uh portales new mexico back in 2013 um one of one of the things you have to be careful when you're preparing peanut butter is salmonella and yeah. so this this factory back in 2013 had a problem, and uh, we'll talk about that more when we come back from the break. You're here with Steve Teal, me, Todd Marquardt on Talk Law Radio, talking about the peanut butter bowl and solving hunger uh, through ministry, uh, very bold ministries, and the peanut butter bowl. So stay tuned. Wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We'll also be on podcasts. You can search uh, for previous episodes about the law, about business law, real estate law, estate planning law, music law, uh, patent wow. trademark law. Uh, we talk about the law a lot around here. That's a, that's a lot, <laughs> man. You know a lot. Well, I'm not always the expert, so I'll bring in an attorney to talk about what they do uh, if it's not something that I focus on. And like I was telling you uh, before we got started, I like to talk about the gospel, too. Yes, yes. But I'm not an expert on the gospel. Um, I've read the Bible before, and I attend church, and I study the Word, but... I, That's I like, pretty good right there. I like to bring in somebody with a fresh perspective who studied it in school. So you did, 
And I thought I we should talk I about did. got some what, solid C's to prove it. What too. does God say about hunger? What does the gospel say about hunger? Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking off air and you did such great research on it, but the very first thing that comes to my mind is just Matthew um, chapter 25 when Jesus is talking about separating the sheep from the goats on judgment day and just talking about um, when he talks to the the sheep and says, man, I was hungry and you fed me. I Mm -hmm. was in prison and you came to visit me. Um, I was, you know, I was sick and you, you came and you took care of me. And then to the goats, he's going to say, man, I, I was, I was hungry and you walked right past me. Right. And so when I, when I think about that, I mean, I think of peanut butter bowl for me is just a, a great opportunity. Again, we're just one small part of it. We're bringing though awareness, um, when we first shared with people just, man, there are 20,000 kids just in greater San Antonio that they don't know if they're going to eat on the weekends anything. All they're getting is the you know free and reduced meals at school, mm-hmm. and on the weekend they just don't have anything. So we've been blessed to bring not only peanut butter but bring awareness to the need, and I just I think it's – I just see I see God at work, and I I think it's really cool to see these coaches like understand oh, because you know we just don't talk every day about just the need of people just needing food, and and I think the gospel is very clear. I mean Jesus wants us to to take care of and and love people, and that's a very practical way. I think as you know, kind of suburban American Christians, um, I think just way too often we're just going to say, oh, man, I'm going to pray for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but Jesus is like, you know, yes, pray, but let's do something. I mean, right. you know, we have opportunities every day around us. So That's great. He said, feed my sheep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> feed my sheep. Right. That's, that's what he told Peter when he was restoring him. After Peter denied him three times, mm-hmm. and we know that there's, I mean, the physical aspect, and we also know there's the spiritual aspect of, man, when Jesus talks about uh, him being the bread of life, I mean, he's talking about food for our soul. But I think that if you want to give people food for their souls, sometimes you have to start with food for their stomachs. Mm-hmm. Because when they talk about, like, snack pack for kids, the kids in school uh, on Friday they're getting stressed out and nervous because they're not going to have food on the weekend. So they're not able to pay attention because they're starting to get stressed. Mm-hmm. And Monday morning when they come back and they haven't eaten, they haven't got the they're protein. Starving. They're starving. They're stressed. They're tired. And so they can't focus and learn. So just I feel like the same principle is just we want to show people we, we care. And uh, we're not just going to talk about caring. We're going to do something about it. And that's what Peanut Butter Bowl has become. So Awesome. Some of the Bible mm. verses that that I looked at, yeah, you came up with were, some good ones, Todd. It, it was fun because it reminded me that that Jesus went through what we go through. Yes, in uh, Matthew four, when he was tempted, it said after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry, so yes. he he knows what it's like to be hungry too. Yeah, and then again uh, in Matthew, when Jesus was uh, talking to the the Pharisees, um, the Pharisees were complaining to Jesus about, well, your disciples are are eating the wheat on uh, the Sabbath, and they're not supposed to do that. And and Jesus said he was the Lord of the Sabbath, uh, but again, it was about hunger. Yeah, that's good. And then in Mark. Chapter 11, when Jesus cursed the fig tree, it was because he was hungry. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then uh, just to to bring this hunger issue um, and make it relevant to those of us who like to hunt uh, whitetail and wild hogs, uh, <laughs> Peter had the vision um, when he was hungry and wanted something to eat. Uh, but while they were preparing food, he fell into a trance, saw the heavens opened, and something like a great sheet descending being let down by four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air, and there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. 
So this is where I get my uh, my authority that it's okay to hunt whitetail. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's so good. again, uh, Peter was hungry. Yeah. So uh, hunger is in the Bible, and I, I think there's a, a lot more scripture. Yeah, there's one other that just comes to my mind. Just because Jesus is so practical, he's not just on the spiritual side. I think um, I think it was the one of the little little girls that he raised from the dead. I think it was the story where he said in Aramaic, Talitha Kumai, I'm not saying that right, but Talitha Kumai, little little girl, daughter, get up. And when she got up, raised from the raised back to life, um, Jesus said, you know, give her some food. I mean, mm-hmm. he's very practical. He doesn't just say, okay, you're back to life, you're healed, you don't, you know, you're fine. Right. Um, he's very practical. Just give her something to eat. And I think just going back to Matthew 14, 16, even though it's just one verse and you know, I'm not trying to pull it out of context when Jesus said to them, you give them something to eat. And of course, Jesus is the one who wound up actually providing it. The the apostle, you know, Andrew is just like, ah, here's five loaves and two fish, but that's really nothing. And that's kind Kind of what I feel like we get to do, not just with peanut butter bowl, but just as Christians, is just say, "Hey, I really don't have that much to give." But right. Here's what I here's what I've got, and then Jesus is in the business of multiplying it and making it happen. And, Amen. And that's what we've seen with peanut butter bowl. But I think we see that across the board. It's like not that I don't have much because I I mean I didn't have much to give, but. Look at what God is doing. It's just, I'm going to give you what I have, and Jesus, you take the rest. But he, he kind of starts with us, like, hey, you give them something to eat. You help them. A lot of times I feel like I want to pray, oh, Jesus, please bless this person. And I'm mm-hmm. sincere, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like Jesus will say back to me, you bless them. <laughs> right. I mean, he kind of puts it back on us. Yeah. So we get to partner with him, which is so exciting, Todd. Amen. This is just one aspect of your ministry, yes. though, so tell us about everything else that you <laughs> okay. do. All right. I'll try to do it in a very short amount of time. Um, I am so blessed. Thank you, Jesus, just for the opportunity to answer his call. Um, I love to share his word, even going back to food when Jesus was in the desert and uh, he was sustained just by God's power and um, all of that. When he was fighting against Satan, he was using the word of God. And he said himself, man does not live on bread alone. You need bread, but not bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And he taught us how to fight the lies and the insecurities that we feel, um, the discouragement that the enemy sends to us, that people send to us by the Word of God. And so we developed something called Scripture Plus Rap. It is scrapping, and uh, it is Bible memory verses, but put to rap and put to beat and put to rhythm. And so what we're going to be showing people, um, adults, young people, kids, is just to get the Word of God playing on your heart and your mind Mm -hmm. so you can can stand on God's truth. So that's something that we've rolled out through a digital subscription service, but we'll be um, offering through Very Bold. Very Bold Scrapping is what that's called. And then I'm blessed. I love these coaches. Monday to Friday, I get to do Bible studies at five different high schools, four of them in San Antonio. I got to mention them. And one of them in New Braunfels Canyon. So we go Lee High School Monday, Alamo Heights Tuesday, Brandeis Wednesday, Canyon in New Braunfels Thursday, and then Johnson High School Friday. And it is a blessing. People say, I've been in youth ministry a lot. I was a youth pastor for three years in New Braunfels at River City Community Church. And uh, a River City uh, Church, New Braunfels. Sorry, guys. And people say to me, "Man, you just you love youth, like." Yeah, and I do. But what we get to do with coaches is we're impacting. We're in God's word, so that they are fueled and filled up, so that then they can impact literally thousands of kids right. every single day. Yeah. So we do that, and then we do very bold radio and podcast um, every week, just interviewing difference makers, sometimes teaching God's word. And then I have a small group of professional athletes we call Very Bold Athletes to so just support, encourage, pray for them. Um, it's, it sounds very glamorous, and there is some glamorous elements to it, but it's a hard, cutthroat world of professional is, athletics. Yeah. 
So Your radio is on 6.30, though, right? AM 6.30, the word. Yeah, in fact, they can tune over in about four minutes uh, to uh, Very Bold Radio, unless Baylor's on today at 11. I don't think they are. So, yeah, they can <laughs> tune in. We interview difference makers, um, and it's a lot of fun. I have a blast. So like uh, the marksman said, we got to have you come over and – and uh, be on the show. Okay. So in just the last couple yeah. of minutes, tell us what you want your legacy to be. Man, um, Jesus. I mean, I know it's like the Sunday school answer. If you, you, you don't want to know what the answer is, answer mm-hmm. Jesus. I want people to see Jesus in me, my thirst and hunger for him, uh, my thirst and hunger to try and obey him, not just live um, as he, he is my Savior, but he is my Lord. And hopefully just each day I'm, I'm so far from uh, being like Jesus, but I want to become more and more like him. And usually that comes through being in his word, being in fellowship, and then doing what he tells us to do. So. Yeah. How about your grandmother? My Man, my, my grandma and my grandpa, I think, you know, you asked, uh, I think this watch was my grandpa, uh, grandpa's. He died about 20 years ago. And they were just people of faith. Um, and I'm just blessed to be reminded of their integrity, their love for Jesus each and every day. Um, it's, it's just really a blessing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I remember about my mom is that she didn't give us peanuts for yeah. Christmas. She gave us pistachios. Oh. So it's a more expensive peanut. Um, but they they have these pistachio farms in New Mexico where I, I grew up. Yeah. And and so that was like a treat. Oh, that's yeah. why it was only for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I love those. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for being on the show. Todd, thank you. I really appreciate it, man. This has been a blessing. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, so you've heard about Peanut Butter Bowl on Talk Law Radio. If you want more information, there's probably a website. Peanutbutterbowl.com or verybold.com. Right, and you can tune in to the Very Bold Ministries podcast on 6.30 a.m. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk to you later. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.